Hi, Dan. Hey, Keith. This is the second time we record it in a new space. Yeah. You remember what the first one was? Uh, Fantastic Fest. It was fantastic. <laughs> I thought I was going to get you on that. Nice. Uh, yeah, but we're, we're in your old domicile, uh-huh. and now we have a new place to record yeah. with a lava lamp. Yeah. Yeah, fucking A. Um, so how was how was moving? Moving's very stressful. How was moving? Moving sucks. Moving does suck. <laughs> I uh, moved to a uh, quote unquote ground floor apartment. Why is that quoted? Because uh, there's forty steps to get to it. What? Uh huh. How and, does that work? And and like the length of uh like a, a parking lot from the parking lot. Oh. Well, that doesn't sound ground floor to <laughs> the, me. There are long winding stairs going up a hill to get to the back low, you know, to get from the low end of the hill up to the back end of the apartment building. Okay. Where the ground floor starts and is the other side of the building is even with the ground. Oh. Yeah. Why? <laughs> well, you got duped, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> I got my own washer and dryer. Most That's people good. don't. So. That's good. I like that. Yeah. The room is very echoey. I hope it doesn't come into the show, but it will get less echoey as time goes on. Yeah. I was, uh, remember how I was going to do a show with Dan Benjamin? Yeah. He was really worried about his room being echoey and he like got more <laughs> soundproofing, put it all over the rooms. So, uh, I did not record with Dan Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't say. <laughs> Did you charge him uh, for that job you didn't do? I, I sure the fuck did. <laughs> I, I sent him a Venmo request. I said, motherfucker. <laughs> That's right. Boo him, everyone. Boo him. Giving Dan's a good name. That's right. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, let's, let's get into the show. It's been a hot minute. What's the number one movie in America, Daniel? Mm. Um. The first time I wrote down this list, I forgot uh, what day and week it was. Uh-huh. Uh, so I wrote down two movies that are not out yet, but I <laughs> revised it today. Sure. <laughs> remembering that while I was busy uh-huh. uh, and did not have time to see them, they are not out yet. Gotcha. Um, so I'm guessing in the number one slot. Yeah. M I colon seven space DR comma P one. I take that as a yes. <laughs> I love this fucking song. I don't care who knows it. It's, it's good. It is good. We're, we're, we're children of the 90s. <laughs> I mean, not for nothing, every movie does a 4-4 version of the famously 5-4 Mission Impossible theme sure. now. That's fair. And Limp Biscuit did it first uh, it most in the movie. is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning with $54.7 million, which simultaneously did, yeah. did more than people expected, but must, much less than they wanted. Yeah. What's the number two movie in America, Dan? <laughs> is it? Dial of Destiny. That's the number four with 12.3. Oh, God. You will never get number two. And I am so excited to talk about number two. Is it Insidious the Red Door? That's number three with 13 million. What? Spider-Verse making that much money? No. Not even in the top five. 
Elemental. Still That's number five, five with nine point one. So you've got four of the five. What the fuck else? Did Asteroid City have a nope. real good week <laughs> for some it's reason? Sound of Freedom. Oh. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this. Uh, there's no way Hippie Hater has not seen Sound of Freedom. There's just no, no way. Hippie Hater, you have to let me know if you've seen Sound of Freedom. <laughs> okay, so if you don't know anyone out there, Sound of Freedom is a Jim Caviezel movie uh-huh. that is like... Jesus himself. Jesus himself, about <laughs> child trafficking. And like, <laughs> it's it's supposed to be a very, quote unquote, anti-woke movie. Mm-hmm. And there is this thing where like people are swearing that like the liberal movie media is not letting them see it so if you go online and search for sound of freedom there's all these video supposed videos of like mm-hmm. amc is like saying it's sold out but there's no one in the theater or like the ac cuts out and they're like sorry we can't show it today and there's all these conspiracy theories going <laughs> is it just people buying out full theaters worth of tickets to up the numbers and that's why there's nobody in there uh there's a couple things going on some of the videos have been like people <laughs> wearing like old amc like uniforms to make a fake conspiracy mm, and coming yeah, in and course. selling it. Um, I think a lot yeah, of I work, it. I worked there when I was a teenager. Yeah. I still got the fucking name tag. There let's, you go. let's make a video. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot <laughs> of it is the places that are showing Sound of Freedom are a little more rural yeah. and a little more run down. <laughs> yeah. And so they're more and, prone. And it's been the hottest it's been in a hundred thousand years. So a couple incidences. <laughs> so my favorite part of this is that the AMC theater CEO, Adam Aaron had to go on Twitter and address it. <laughs> and he said, sadly, conspiracy theorists are so prevalent in America. So much garbage information is spread. More than 1 million people have watched sound of freedom at AMC theaters more than any other theater chain on the planet. Yet people falsely claim otherwise. It is so bizarre. Wow. But people really think that they're like being shut. Cause there's, there's certain groups in America that want to be on the cross so much that they want to go see a Jesus movie Mm -hmm. and are just making up, for reason like they yep. want to make the money yeah <laughs> theaters don't have an agenda my dudes yeah exactly it's so fucking fine they, now they're not gonna put out times and like take up the space in a theater against a movie that will make money if they don't right. think it's gonna make money <laughs> now if i'm booking my theaters am i putting sound of freedom in my best theaters no i'll put them in no. the shittiest ones i yeah. just can't believe it's made 27.3 million dollars wow oh Maybe you get like a free Trump digital trading card uh, when you see the movie. But anyway, that's number two in American. That tickled me fucking pink. That and everyone saying that AMC is specifically shutting down the theaters. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's that's not yeah. how movie theaters work. Yeah, <laughs> that's they, so funny. They already are like on razor thin margins from the pandemic. Like, yeah, they can't afford to not make every dollar they can get their hands yeah. on right now. You know what the sound of freedom is. <laughs> Right there, baby. <laughs> the almighty dollar. Capitalism, baby. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of capitalism, Daniel, mm. did you know huh? that you can, uh-huh. at this exact moment, get the fuck out, buy or rent Transformers Rise of the Beast on digital today? Bam, 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 bam. Optimus oh, Prime and the Autobots so team up. 
Optimus Prime and the Autobots team up with a powerful faction of Transformers known as the Maximals to save Earth in this adrenaline-fueled adventure. Get over an hour of bonus content when you buy on digital. Hell yeah. Available participating retailers, rated PG-13, from Paramount Pictures. Hell yeah. Yeah. Go go buy that. Word. Fuck, I loved Beast Wars when I was a kid. <laughs> somebody, like, I have not watched it in so long, and somebody put up this clip that was just like me in high school thinking this was like the the, the best CGI that's ever going to happen, and it's a clip from Beast Wars, Word. and it really is the worst animation. It's like a reboot. It's so fucking bad. Oh, yeah. It's like a, what was it, Lawnmower Man? Like yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But the story had all this intrigue, and it had spies, and it had yeah. double crosses. Boy, did I fucking love Beast Wars. I mean, that was our, like, you know, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Sure. Like, everybody remembers that show being, like, the, right. you know, the Kevin Smith reboot that came out recently. But if you actually go and watch it, it's, like... Hot garbage. One, <laughs> you know, one drawing for 15 seconds where yeah. they barely move the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got many like, faces, but I've only seen one at a time. Yeah. That's really funny. It's most of a picture and then like an arm moves. <laughs> yeah. That's how they show action. That is so fucking funny. <laughs> it's funny how our, our memories just fill in those gaps. Yeah. Like I remember Power Rangers being so fucking good. Oh, yeah. And it's not. And, like, quick-paced. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just the same four shots over and over and over again <laughs> of the bad guys. If she's listening, I'm, I'm lying. I love Power Rangers. It's great. Uh, <laughs> they knew what they were making. They, they didn't knew, film any of the action sequences. <laughs> true. That's not true. They, when they were not in their costumes, they had oh, that's true. <laughs> some quote-unquote martial arts. Anyway. Uh, do you see this trailer for The Retirement Plan? No. It's a Nick Cage movie. Uh, he's basically like a beach bum. When is he not working? I know. <laughs> but it's it's basically like this guy that's retired, like a Cabo Bob kind of guy. Right. Uh, but he's like John Wick level assassin. <laughs> and he's going to come out of retirement. And it just, it looks so bad. It's so good. But that came out. I love that he's like a ridiculously rich, just working actor. I agree. He's one of those dudes that is just like, no, I'm an actor. That's what I do for my job. I act. Right. I there's there's a movie. I say yes. I actually <laughs> thought I heard a couple years back that he was like hurting for money. Like he just spent so wildly. Yeah. That he had to take some shit movies <laughs> and some indie movies just to pay. But they were so good that he it kind of like resurged his career. Word. Oh, uh, you know what I did instead of watching Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris? <laughs> uh, I rewatched all all. Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I'm like, there's something so familiar about this. And I have done this before and I've talked about it on this <laughs> show before I went back and I'm like, holy shit, that's really funny. Because the plots <laughs> are so fucking stupid that you forget about them. Oh, yeah. I did a, I did a pandemic rewatch and mm-hmm. I did like yeah, in like two days or something. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I remember <laughs> all <of> this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they just like one through three kind of blend together and then like four through six kind of blend together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing to say. I mean, these movies are so, they're so good. Turn your brain off movies. And that's exactly what I said the last time we talked about this. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it's action. You can take it back. But boy, did it, do they make no fucking sense? No. And like, you can tell Ving Rhames and Simon Pegg are like, 
we are here for a fucking paycheck. Tom Cruise <laughs> takes this shit real seriously. And we're here yep. to make some money and get the fuck out. <laughs> they uh in the movies they talk a lot about how everything is just luck and like like that like writes it off. But every <laughs> single thing in these movies is just luck. They lucked into some shit. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah, the the one gadget that they got turns out to be the pivotal thing that'll make their right. plan work. <laughs> or it, it doesn't work, but there's a MacGuffin later. Yeah. It's, it's awful. Yeah. Man, I really had this uh, put two halves of a bubblegum strip together to make a bomb thing mm-hmm. handy when mm-hmm. I needed it while I needed to blow up the thing I'm sitting right next to. Oh, speaking of... <laughs> with, with a tiny explosion that won't kill me. Speaking of the first one, which had Emilio Estevez in it, which I forgot. Uh-huh. Yeah, for five minutes. Yeah. Tom Cruise is older in this movie than John Voight was in the first one. The fuck? I know. Doesn't that fuck you up? Oh, John Voight looked a billion years old. That's a Patrick Stewart, Will Wheaton situation. It's a Patrick Stewart, Will Wheaton situation. Holy shit. He's older than John Voight. This is John Voight's Cadillac. That's fucked up. Yep. We're old. That just hurt my brain a little. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Um, you know what I saw, uh, which really uh, excited the shit out of me? Huh. Andy Muschietti and Ezra Miller's The Flash mm-hmm. has ended its box office run with an abysmal haul that makes it have made less money than the Green Lantern movie. All of that, all That's the incredible. years, the years of buildup and oh all this shit God. in Michael Keaton, and they made less than Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern movie. Did, did you see, uh, there's a, a bunch of, you know, memes because of the strike that I know we're going to talk about uh, later coming up, uh, about how much executives are making, uh, and while David Zaslav, new president of Warner Brothers Discovery was uh, shelling the completely finished Batgirl movie that would have had ties to The Flash and other DC projects and all Mm -hmm. of that. And it was ready to go in the can, Uh ready to go. Did it for a tax write-off. He personally made almost half a billion dollars in salary. He needs it. Uh, (laughs) The (laughs) hardworking studio executives deserve those extra yachts. Yep, and let me tell you, if anyone out there uh, is hiring for actors <laughs> right now, I will cross any picket line. I would be a great Captain America. You could just see, <laughs> just CG a new body on me. Ugh. I could stand there with dots on my face all day. Oh God! Wow. Titanic's director James Cameron responds to the rumors that he will direct a, m- a movie inspired by the implosion of the Ocean Gate submersible Titan. <clears throat> he says. I don't respond to offensive rumors in the media usually, but I need to now. I am not, in all caps, in talks about an Ocean Gate film, nor will I ever be. Did you see? Hmm. Apparently some subway had up a billboard that said our subs don't implode. Yay! And somebody tweeted about it, and the public got pissed, and they had to make a public statement and take the billboard down. Oh, that's ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, those poor billionaires. (laughs) Fuck them. Yeah. I would love for Zaslav to go in a submersible. <laughs> Get down there, motherfucker. Half your half your bonus. Go see the Titanic, you motherfuck. Uh, 
Uh, all right, before Dan needs, I got one more thing, which is uh, I know you got a lot to talk about the strike, but mm-hmm. I want to talk about the statement that um, Nolan made at the Oppenheimer premiere. Word. So apparently they had pushed the premiere up an hour. Okay. Hoping that this the strike would not start. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Emily Blunt was just like, look, if they go, we're going to go. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, make no mistake, we're all going to walk out of here. Not in a bad way. They don't want to see the film fail, but they are part of a union. When a union's yeah. gone strike, they have to do it. So this is what Nolan said on stage after they all got up and walked out of their own movie premiere. <laughs> I have to acknowledge the work of our incredible cast led by Sully Murphy, and this list is enormous. Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, Florence Pugh, and so many more. And we have to acknowledge you've seen them early on the red carpet. Unfortunately, they're off to write their picket signs for what we believe to be an imminent strike by SAG. Joining one of the guilds, the writers' guilds, in the struggle for the fair wages and working members of their union, and we support them. Nice. Yeah, he was yeah. really good about it. Good on them. I just think that's really funny that they just got up and left their own fucking premiere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Them. He was just like, I'm a director. <laughs> yep. We came real close to going on strike, but we didn't. Because yep. <laughs> guess what? On movies, there are many writers. There are many actors. There is one director. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we are easier to please as a group. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Wrong button. <laughs> Uh oh, it's time for Dan News, you never know. So the uh, the Oppenheimer premiere is how I, I found out. I don't know, I said it to you. Yeah, I did uh, not know. Is how I found out that they were in fact on strike. I got I a, uh, a breaking news notification on my phone that uh, Celia Murphy and Emily Blunt had walked out of the, uh, the premiere. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they are on strike. Uh, have been for three days now. Um, and SAG put out... <laughs> oh, God damn it. Um, SAG put out uh, a couple of posters and some handy do's and don'ts, kens and can'ts. Um, uh-huh. e- easy way to be like, hey, you know, we're all on strike and here's the, the general rules here. Here's the easy Sorry. way to not, you know, not be a scab, basically. Um, the stuff you cannot work on um, mm-hmm. on camera work is acting, singing, dancing, stunts, and puppeteering. Puppeteering? Yep. Um, America, fuck yeah. <laughs> Off camera work is voice acting, mm-hmm. narrating, mm-hmm. singing again, uh, ADR and looping, which are kind of okay. sometimes used interchangeably. Um, also includes background acting, stand-ins, auditions, including self-taping auditions, Ooh. rehearsals, and importantly for the premiere, uh, publicity, mm. aka conventions, interviews, tours, or promotion on uh, social media of any struck work or struck companies. Conventions is a rough one. Like if you're, let, let's just throw a random celebrity out there, like Thomas and Nicholas, uh-huh. and you make a bunch of your money by going to like Comic Con. Yep. You should be able to still to go sell your shit. Uh, sell your personal stuff, yes, but not to go promote a, oh, I see a what you're movie saying. that's being put out by a company you're striking God, against. You can't go to CinemaCon. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly. Okay. I don't hate that. Yeah. Um, so, list of things you can work on. Uh, the Guild's Flyer says, many of our members can and should keep working under various other contracts. Mm. Here's a quick look at some of the contracts members can work Uh uh, can work under under the uh, TV theatrical and streaming strike. Uh, commercials. 
You can do television, radio, and digital media. Uh, includes influencer agreement and the cameo for business agreement. Oh, so you could uh, still talk about Mint Mobile. Oh, yeah. Or Aviator Gin. Boy, howdy, will they. <laughs> uh, television programs covered by the network TV code. Um, that was, I think we would mention that uh, last episode or the episode before. Um, soap operas, mm. uh, variety shows, talk shows, and game shows, which are all under contract until next year. They have a separate contract. Got it. Uh, not that most of that is going on because they don't have writers. Sure. <laughs> Um, you can do sound recordings, you can do music videos, um, interactive music videos. You say, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm looking at one right now, interactive and, uh, video game agreements, uh, corporate educational and non-broadcast formerly called industrial programs. I would love to see a star studded industrial program. Oh my God, dude. Yeah, like a Wes Anderson level cast yeah. for like safety at work for OSHA right. standards. Here's <laughs> um, not to sexually harass anyone. <laughs> Produced by Harvey Weinstein. Ooh. Uh, station contracts and broadcast news, uh, television and new media animation. Oh. Uh, dubbing. So you can. Oh, that'd be kind of. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Do some English versions of foreign films, animes, and shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, audio books, uh, short project agreement. There's a, a couple of a bunch of different agreements for different budget sizes. Um, short budget and micro budget are things you can do. Uh, student films, uh, independent new media agreement stuff. Imagine making a student film. And there's like, here's <laughs> bored ass Brad Pitt. That's like, all right, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be the funniest fucking it, like, shit. Like Susan moment. Sarandon, because she wants to make a point. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Fran Drescher. Yeah. Um, and then they have uh, what they're doing called uh, interim agreements. So SAG AFTRA approved interim agreements for uh, truly independent productions that would normally be covered by the TV theatrical contracts, uh, which have qualified for such an agreement with SAG. Hmm. And they're like retroactive to the new contract. So you have to basically agree that like, if you usually pay, you know, union, whatever we do in our regular contracts, then whatever the new contract is, you have to adhere by after the fact. I like that. Yeah. It's like future insurance. Yeah, yeah, and it's like for, you know, independent people who aren't... Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, the network television code, uh, variety shows, talk shows, game shows, reality, competition shows. We're going to see a fuck ton of that (laughs) coming up. Bro, the new Bachelor just dropped and he's 71 years old. I'm so excited. (laughs) They're calling this season the Golden Bachelor. Yeah. 71 years old. I'm so hyped. Get ready for six new versions of all of those shows. Oh, fuck. I'm ready. (laughs) I watch every 90 Day Fiance. Yeah. Um, It says uh, uh, performers engaged to work under the network television code (laughs) should should continue to honor their contracts. So they're saying like, hey, if you're not part of the, you know, if you're doing work that isn't part of the SAG strike, keep doing your work. You're under contract. Make sure, you know, don't, don't. Let us give you a bad name, vice versa. Uh, So the reasons that they're striking, 
the two main ones that I that seem to keep cropping up. Uh, one of them is streaming residuals. Right. Um, everybody in Hollywood makes enough money to live in Hollywood because of residuals. You do, mm-hmm. you know, a thing that pops off. If you're a background actor, you can make, you know, you get a, a couple of hundred bucks every now and then sure. in the mail because this thing's making a gajillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, streaming, not so much. <laughs> I have a real funny thing I read about this. So mm. Netflix was bragging that orange is the new black <laughs> was outperforming game of thrones yeah. but the orange is the new black actresses were not getting paid nope very much and they don't get residuals nope so they were getting like 28 bucks mm-hmm. monthly check for residuals or whatever that they were actually getting and half of them had to have other jobs like yep. one of the more famous ones uh i forget that her, her oh, name is but she me. was she played Pusey's uh girlfriend she was also a barista at the same time she was filming Orange is the New Black. Yeah. And people come in like, why are you doing this? And she's like, because I love paying my rent. <laughs> and I love yeah. to eat food that's not from craft services. <laughs> Yay, new media. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, uh, was it the uh, the office? Uh, they say star? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> David Denman, who plays uh, Roy Anderson in 31 yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, he... Uh, was on camera. I don't know if it was like a self-taped or if he was on the picket line and mm-hmm. was e- explaining a thing to somebody. Um, uh, gave a, an explanation of how streaming residuals work. He says, uh, Netflix, they created a model that everyone else followed, um, which is they're going to buy you out. We're going to pay you your services for a cycle, which would be about, which would be three months. And it doesn't matter if you watch the show once, if you watch it a hundred times, you're not going to get any more money because people watched it. The only person that makes more money is the person who licensed that to Netflix. Mm. For example, so Universal Studios licensed The Office to Netflix. Mm -hmm. And when it was the number one show on Netflix, they're able to make a significant profit off of that. But that doesn't trickle down to the blue collar actor like me. Oh, so that's why Zazlev's taking shit off of sure. HBO Max that they own to put it on other streaming services. To get that money. To get that money. Interesting. So that they can have some other company pay the hosting fees and all of right. the download, you know, bandwidth shit. Oh. And if it does really well, the studio makes a fuck ton of money and they still don't have to pay anybody else. I'm glad the earth's dying. (laughs) We've been like, it used to just be like, man, I got some apples. You made some arrows. Let's trade some apples for some arrows. Yep. Now we're talking about this. And, uh, so speaking of how you were talking about being, uh, uh, capture for maybe, uh, Captain America while nobody else is doing it. Um, one of the other things that they're worried about is, uh, uh, so-called digi extras and a uh, mm-hmm. generative AI. Oh, where you're like an extra and they scan your face and then they use you a million times. Yep. So studios want to pay background actors and extras for one day of regular extra work, mm-hmm. hundred bucks, 200 bucks, scan them and then be able to use their likeness literally forever. As many times as they want in anything they want for free without consent. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they basically use generative AI to generate what the background actors are doing, how many there are, where they're placed in the scene. And just make fake people. That. Why do you mean? <laughs> yep. And then just paste the person's face uh, and body onto that render. A full circle. Big story about that. Not big story, <laughs> but to me it is. 
a uh, guy that plays Zordon, mm. his name's Dave Felting in Power Rangers, yeah, was yeah. paid $150 and did one day of filming. Yep. And then they just blur us <laughs> and they said, say a bunch of different shit, do a bunch of different expressions, and they just have someone else do the voiceover work. Yep. And that's all he got. Yep. He does conventions all the time, but he got 150 bucks and he was Zordon for three years at least. Yep. Um, people are starting to tweet that not only is this going to happen in the future and they want to keep doing this, it's already happening. Mm. Uh, actor and writer Felicia Day tweeted out, uh, I have friends who have done extra work recently and they have been scanned three times for use in perpetuity. Limited oh. to what? They don't even know. Egregious. Um, production assistant and video editor Wyatt Duncan tweeted out, did a job for a streaming company this year, and I was literally in charge of rounding up extras and making sure they hop inside the VFX trailer for a uh, 360-degree body scan, which uh, then computed a fully CGI model of that person in under 10 minutes. It's already been happening. Gross. So, yeah, actors are like, uh, fuck that. First off, they're SAG members, so they're us already. But you're right. coming for us next. <laughs> like you're coming and for all the <laughs> literally that Bojack Horseman plot happened in the show where they scanned yeah. his head and they finished a movie without him. Yep. Oh, That's and a then Black a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a in the latest Final Destination film, it's like it came full circle like all this shit was happening to these people and they ended up in the film from the first movie. Yeah. And they used a bunch of clips from the first movie and some like on like deleted scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they didn't give those actors money from the first one. They're just like, no, we already fil- paid you for this footage. Yeah. You don't get any more. Uh, you signed. Yeah. You signed in your contract when you Correct. did the first one that we can use this for whatever the fuck. Correct. Else. Now, all that being said, if mm-hmm. anyone wants to pay me any amount of money to do something, I'm fucking down, but that's my choice. So here's the thing about that. Oh, please. Here's my final bit of Dan news. Please. On the sag after a site of uh-huh. do's and don'ts, this happened. Uh. Any non-member seeking future membership in sag after who performs covered work or services for a strut company during the strike will not be admitted into membership in sag after So if you want to scab now, you can't get in later. Well, and... W- after I think it's like three appearances or something, uh-huh. you have to be in it. Yeah. So if you can't be in it, you don't get to act anymore. <laughs> right. But if it's a 3D model of me, <laughs> I didn't do shit. <laughs> I didn't do shit. Uh, I mean, afterwards, in the future, I'm just saying, if anybody wants to pay me any little bit amount of money to do anything small, you can use it in perpetuity. I don't care. Yep. I just want some money and some notoriety. They, uh, they also make very clear if you had already been under contract to do work uh-huh. as a uh, non-union person, uh-huh. that do your work, you're under contract. Sure. It's not going to count against you later. That's nice. But don't make any new contracts while the uh, SAG is on strike if you want to be a member in the future. I like it. Yeah. So that's Dan News. I swear to fuck I could listen to this on repeat. <laughs> I didn't like Limp Biscuit when I was younger. I like them. I, I've grown to appreciate. <laughs> Took me till, uh, what was it, Chocolate Starfish? Okay. And then I listened to that album like a that thousand means times. Butthole. Yes, it does. <laughs> Why the fuck do we need this in the world? I think Superman Legacy is going to be great. 
Yeah. Uh, I really do. I like all the... the I, I don't recognize a lot of the actors they've cast this stuff, but like so far it's like Mr. Terrific and Metamorpho oh, yeah, and Hawkgirl. Yeah, yeah. But I'm very torn on the Green Lantern news. Word. So they've cast um, Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner. Yeah. So while I think using the Guy Gardner Green Lantern as opposed to any of the other ones is phenomenal. Word. I think he's too old. Mm. Guy Gardner is kind of like the young hothead Green Lantern. Okay. And like, so I, I'm a really big Green Lantern fan. I'm a specifically a really, really big Guy Gardner fan. Word. Even when he stopped being a Green Lantern, there was like these Guy Gardner comic books that I followed forever. And it was just so weird because he was always like, in the grand scheme of DC, it's like he's this hero that nobody fucking likes. He's got a big mouth. He's always <laughs> fucking shit up. Then he loses his powers, but he like refuses to go away from the subculture of superheroes. I was like hanging out with superheroes. So sometimes he gets a yellow lantern ring. Sometimes he gets his DNA altered. I mean, that sounds like the kind of stuff that that James Gunn would be oh, more interested 100%. in. A hundred percent. No, no, I he's agree. He's doing the older version of him. Right. But he's, what I'm saying is he was never an older guy. It's like oh, a comic okay. book. He did the yeah the comic book. He's always been the, the younger guy sir for forever. Right. Yeah. Superman's you know. always been twenty nine. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Like that kind of shit. Like you never like you're not seeing Guy Gardner in Kingdom Come. You're not seeing an old Chris old Guy Gardner. Mm. Now I think Nathan Fillion has absolutely has the comic chops to do it. Yeah. But and we'll <laughs> has voiced other Green Lanterns. He sure has. He's been <laughs> <Yeah>. Hal Jordan. <laughs> uh, but I think that using an unknown for Guy Gardner would have been smarter. Word. Because, but this just might be a throwaway bit too. Yeah. You know, like I would love to see a Guy Gardner movie with this guy who is just like in the, in the kind of hero culture, but everyone can't stand him <laughs> and he doesn't really help. Yeah. 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 It could very much just be in the way of like, oh, we're doing this character. You never thought we would, but he's going to be it for right. five they minutes. They might Howard the Duck him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, completely <laughs> meandering by the way. Uh, so there is this um that doesn't sound like us i know uh, so i went to dave and buster's recently <laughs> yeah. with former host of the show mason <laughs> we're just hanging out and we, they have like this um marvel universe style like mortal Kombat game okay. that is like you know like you play and like you have like a set number of characters but every time you play it shoots out like a rare uh like character card and then you can <laughs> scan that card to get that character in the game the next time you play Okay. And now I have, to have a horse game like that. Yeah. That it's people just like the horse game. About. Yeah. That, but with Marvel characters. So like, okay. you like, you could play like your regular Captain America or I'm Iron Man, but then like you play in like Winter Soldier pops out or like shit like that. Like, and then you can scan the next one. Cool. And so I had a Howard the Duck pop out ah. and he was in a giant duck mech suit. <laughs> and we realized that whoever made this game just completely overpowered him. And then if you used <laughs> Howard the Duck, you could not fucking lose this game. <laughs> and I never beat Mason in anything, let alone fucking video games. Because boy, howdy, does this dude like his video games. And I was fucking slaughtered. I've never seen him get so mad so quick. But I kept the Howard the Duck card. I'm like, next time I show up there. That's awesome. I wonder, like, I know for all of those, uh, like the horse game, there's you can go online and see how like rare all of these cards are. I wonder if that, Oh, I'm sure if that Howard the duck happens to be one of those, like one out of a, you know, a hundred thousand cards. Oh, or something. I love it. Cause he was just fucking laying waste. Yeah. Like I put him up against Thanos and he's just beating Thanos's ass. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I can see that being real popular. We used to have dudes come in with like 
literally binders of the horses of the horses because you could like you would breed them so you get like your two rare horses and breed them together and do that a bunch of did times you have to like so put on like, like an ultra rare a whatever. virtual mask and like jerk off a horse <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's 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 an arcade for adults but not that adult. oh, okay I got it. That's, that's in the back section. Can I tell you something that pissed me off about Dave and Buster's? That <laughs> I was there not super long ago, like, a, you know, less than a year, mm-hmm. and I had the Giant Claw game. Yep. And I went back, and they changed the Giant Claw game. Word. And there's no longer prizes in it. Oh. They're little plastic brackets that have written on them a certain number of tickets. <sighs> and they changed the claw so it's harder to yep. grasp. Yep. And I was like, I love the Giant Claw game. Yeah. So I was super, super sad about it. Mason got some of the brackets and like, I shit you not shoved a child to get them. <laughs> like there was a kid who like wouldn't like get the fuck away from us and like where you get the prize. He just like, whoop, just shoved this kid. So those are bye. Yeah. So weird thing about, uh, we're going super oh, tangential on here. That's why. Uh, weird thing about those claw games is that you don't program them by how hard they grasp necessarily. Right. You program them for an average payout. Oh. So the average payout, it knows uh, how many prizes get dumped into the prize box. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will adjust the clamp pressure accordingly, depending on how often it's paid oh, out. Oh, okay. So if you've got, so that way, if you have like a bunch of different sized and shaped things in there. Mm-hmm. You could so you could figure out, oh, it's really easy to get these ones. I'm just going to aim for those. You know, it doesn't matter how hard right. it's grasping. I'm always going to win. And it's going to still say, nah, it's paying out too much. Go lighter. Okay. So I always thought it was like every 12th grab no, is harder. So it'll eventually kind of do it like that. Okay. Where it's like, oh, it hasn't paid out in a while. It'll just super grip uh-huh. something random. Um, Got it. Yeah. So it'll, it, it'll be an average payout over a long time. So if you see, a, it's kind of like the slot machines where it's like, you know, if you see somebody playing a slot machine for three hours and they haven't won shit, as soon as they walk away, fucking use that Next machine because yeah. it's gonna, yeah. Uh, do you know where that does not work with both slot machines and claw games? Huh. Cruise ships. Ooh, because they're in international in, waters yeah, and they don't have rules. Gambling laws. Yeah. yeah. I love the money claw game on cruise ships. It's like a bundle of cash and everyone's like, oh, I have to get it because nobody's won it. I'm like, it's like, never going to pay. Nope. <laughs> international never. waters, baby. That's right. <laughs> I've we're, seen it. We're registered in Zambia. Right. Matter. Guess who doesn't give a fuck about your slot machine? Zambia. <laughs> yep. Uh. Do you recognize the flag that this boat is flying? Didn't think so. <laughs> That's funny. It's time to lighten the mood before we go. Let me tell you how disconnected Hollywood executives are. From the from the working man. Boy, howdy. <laughs> Major Hollywood executives plan to wait until writers on strike go broke before resuming negotiations with the Writers Guild of America. Quote, unquote, we're waiting for them to break. And I'm like, have you ever met a writer, you dumb motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> Every one of your writers, except for like the top 1%, was already working at fucking Starbucks or yeah. writing there, you dumb shits. Yep. Yeah, it was something like... Uh... 
the average writer salary, including like the top 1% of writer salaries Hmm. is something like 30 grand. Right. Like you think, (laughs) you think you're going to break writers? Teachers make more (laughs) and teachers don't make fuck all. Let me tell you something. You become a writer because you're broken. (laughs) You're in a writer. You become a writer because you can't, self-flagellate anymore because your skin can't take the tears you think you're gonna break writers you dumb fucks yeah <laughs> oh hey um oh i meant to ask you when you're going through the list uh can actors still show up to podcasts uh yes but not to promote the films got it oh in that case of, of a strict thing come on in come on come on fuck you yeah. thank you fuck christian you! <laughs> fuck you fuck you fuck you to be safe i had fuck him you. i had him standing outside <laughs> just in case yeah we didn't we didn't have a prior contract in uh yeah. <laughs> in hand, so yeah i saw david duke with his uh sign that said the residuals are out there with a <laughs> with a drawing of a ufo nice <laughs> pretty funny again <laughs> with the, the one group of people you didn't want making picket signs no. <laughs> at all yeah. professional funny people and professional writers you thought you were gonna break writers you dumb fuck like somebody who was like my sign will be funnier when i'm paid for it oh that's funny <laughs> that's good yeah. i like it yeah. i like all of it yeah I'm just going to start using this as a segue for everything from now on. <laughs> I love this fucking song. All right. Thanks, everyone, to listen to this uh, episode. Thanks, Dan, for trudging out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot us with any thoughts, concerns, criticisms, or sponsorship opportunities at 5x5film at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook with all the red hot memes. Actually, I haven't posted anything in so long, but I did post the... Um, promo for transformers so yeah, yeah, yeah maybe if somebody likes it they'll get a uh, a treat oh, man maybe they'll was, get a treat i was looking up uh stories earlier and twitter was just broken uh, sure websites that were like pulling from twitter none of the tweets uh, would load <laughs> i clicked on a thing that was like a direct link to somebody's tweet and then it just said yeah. sorry something went wrong weird <laughs> boy does that make you want to buy a tesla <laughs> <laughs> yeah Anyway, if you go on Facebook and like that that Facebook post, maybe you'll get something in your in your DMs, something sweet. Yeah, like a like a nude. That's why people still buy hardware instead of plugins. That's funny. <laughs> Thanks, Dan Benjamin, and the and the entire team at Fireside. Definitely don't fall and chip a tooth. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Another... doing busy doing Fireside things. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. We'll see you next week with <laughs> Five by Five of the movies. Roll credits. <laughs> When you go back to the first Limp Bizkit album, he's got a very different voice because he hasn't figured out the caricature of himself yet. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. And you can, like, hear his voice evolve from, like, a regular white rapper to the... (laughs) Uh, It's like when Fran Drescher, who is... 
the president of SAG-AFTRA yeah. was talking. I'm like, that doesn't sound like Freya Dresser. Because she's not doing the... Um, yeah, she's not doing the nanny voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's not like, Gilbert oh, Godfrey she's a, herself. She's an, an actor. Yeah. <laughs> she was doing some acting in that thing that I know her from. Like, when, when you see a British actor doing an American voice that you didn't realize they were putting on until you see them in an interview. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? Ah. <laughs> Sarah snuck for me from Succession. I had no idea that she was not. And then they, they break down like times that she said words weird in front of her and she's so embarrassed. I fucking love that shit. Yeah, I know you tried really hard and you got a lot of notoriety, but here's this one little micro thing that you fucked up. Watch it. <laughs> over and over in public <laughs> on TV. <laughs> People have, will be able to rewind and watch it, your reaction over and over again. And I have nightmares about it. <laughs> yeah. Wonder why actors are mad. <laughs>